The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. Fourteen twenty in the morning for this February the 17th, 2023. Today's show is brought to you by Barnburner Hockey and barnburnerhockey.ca. Use promo code 1420BARN and get yourself 10% off. They're all natural hockey products and apparel today at barnburnerhockey.ca. Support our friends out there on the East Coast. Get yourself some stuff to make your hockey bag and your hands smell nice. Uh, for the remainder of the season, now that's a hockey season all year long. When parents, you guys know that. Make sure your kid comes home smelling good. Go to barnburnerhockey.ca and pick up some filthy mitts and all that, that other stuff that they have going on there. Uh, thank you for making us a part of your morning every day here at 1420 in the morning. We appreciate it a lot. Uh, anyways, the National Hockey League has a, a major problem on their hands, and I, I think that they know it. It's not a it's not news. I don't think that it's uh, coming from world headquarters here, and I'm the one to break it for you. I wish I was doing that. But I think the National Hockey League has a major problem on their hands. It's not so much um, tanking uh, for for this Bedard kid. I'm not going to beat that horse anymore. But the problem that they got is that when these teams are are, uh, historically bad, like the Chicago Blackhawks are right now, and like the... Columbus Blue Jackets are right now. You have a problem when when they go into opposing ranks and they're they're putting up lineups and they're icing lineups that are that are less than less than National Hockey League caliber and it's it's turning games into almost laughers on a nightly basis and it's it's not a good look for the National Hockey League at all to have a non-competitive team in a, in a what should be a, a highly competitive league. I watched a hockey game the other night. I think it was on Tuesday night. The the um, Tampa Bay Lightning and Colorado Avalanche, obviously two elite elite hockey teams, the uh, last two Stanley Cup champions, and it was unbelievable. The, the pace of that game was fantastic. Went to went to overtime and three three was the and then it went to the, uh, the the shootout and the whole bit. But it was an unbelievable hockey game and the the pace of it, the the high flying act, like it was a great the way the game was supposed supposed to be played. Uh, it had it had some actual hitting too, which is an odd thing, but it was an unbelievable game. And you watch those two teams play and you realize that there's a there's a lot there's a lot bigger gap between the have and have nots in the National Hockey League. And Colorado doesn't even have McCarr going right now. So once he comes back, look out. But the dis- disparity between the have and the have nots and in on teams that uh, do spend a little bit of money and they can find a way to, to beat the cap with no taxes in Florida and the whole bit. But it's not about a money thing. It's about a competitive balance thing that is going on in, in the National Hockey League. It's more so when teams go into opposing teams' rinks. Like Chicago fans know that their team is going to be terrible. Columbus fans they found out their team's going to be terrible. Vancouver fans found out their, their team's going to be terrible. But it's teams that when when they're at home and the, these teams come into their building, like what happened on Wednesday night in Toronto when the Chicago Blackhawks visited, uh, that game was over before it even started. It was a laugher. It was a snoozer. It was not competitive. Yeah, the, the, it was like a WWF match or WWE, I guess it's called. It was one of those things where the the uh, the outcome was determined before the game even started. And it was a it's a real bummer for people who get one chance to go to a game. I just said bummer. How old am I? But it's a, it's a real downer for people who get to. Go 
go to one game a year or one game in their in their life and they because the, the price of tickets and the like and they get to go go and see a game for the first time in their lives and they and, and they, they they watch they're they're forced to watch a game like that yes it might be a situation where they don't know that uh, chicago's bad and they think that the leafs are, are just that much better which they are but uh, they so they're they're cheering for every goal that happens they're excited to be there the reason why i bring this up is my brother got to go uh to the game on for his first time in Toronto to a Leafs game. He took his family out there and Jackson, their their son, he's a big Leafs fan. So they got to go to a game for the first time. And I, I don't know if Jackson realized how bad Chicago is. I'm sure he's a hockey guy, so I'm sure he did. But to have to watch that dribble on the ice and, and a team of non-NHL players and a and a disinterested Patrick Kane, a disinterested uh, Jonathan Taves and a team that's not a National Hockey League caliber team, you, you wonder why uh, the NHL doesn't step in and do something about to say you you, you got to have x amount of nhl guys in your lineup you got to have this you got to have guys that are that, that aren't all fourth liners and it's just it's it's too bad because the, the the amount of money that people have to spend to go to these games i'm not just talking the tickets for the game it's the parking it's the it's the it's the 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 beverages during the game it's the hotels the flights my brother is on on the west coast of so the flight across with you know for a family of uh one two three four five uh th- that's not cheap right so you, you get to go to one game and then your first one's a, a dud like that i don't think it's fair for people to have to, to to watch that kind of kind of crap on a nightly basis and then the other thing i don't understand is why guys like luke richardson would take a coaching job uh, like that with the chicago blackhawks uh, richardson's a, lo- a long-time hockey guy i guess you're getting your first chance at being a, a, an NHL head coach, but um, to to have to coach a team like that, I guess you know what you're getting yourself into when you get in, and, and you want to be part of the part of the solution, not part of the problem. But how? What, what are the chances of Richardson being able to stick around through a, a three four year rebuild? He's he's not going to see any fruits of his labor. He's kind of going to be the whipping boy for a couple of years, and then when the team gets a little bit better, he'll probably be the first one out the door. It's crazy the way this all works out. And coaching life is uh, is pretty short, and you can be there for one, two, three years, and and then they get rid of you. Like what happened in Vancouver? That they brought Boosie Boudreau in, and then they just get rid of him. But anyways, let's get back to the the uh, Leaf Chicago game. No hitter, non-emotional. Uh, the Leafs, they, they look great. I mean, but they, anybody would look great against that Chicago team. And it happens so often in, in the National Hockey League, especially now leading up the trade deadline. You got teams that are sitting players out, like you got in uh, in Phoenix, who's a non-competitive team at the best times. Anyways, they're sitting out one of their best guys, Chikrin, for for quite some time now, not not having him play hockey because they say they're they're protecting their asset. He was a trade asset. Well, what are you going to get for a guy who hasn't played in, in X amount of months? It's rid- and so now. Now you have a non-competitive, uh, even more non-competitive team going into places where they're just giving two points away now. So teams that get to play in that division, in that conference, they're getting they're getting free nights off, playing games, but they're they're, they're winning hockey games because Arizona is is icing an even less than adequate hockey team on a nightly basis. It's not right. It's I don't know what you can do about it, what the rules uh, state. If you got to have this many guys on your roster that are NHL worthy, but it's ridiculous that the NHL continues to bite themselves in the foot and do things like this. That game the other night was absolutely horrific. I don't know, like I haven't talked to Mike about it. They, they were having a good time at the game, but he, the the game was uh, it was less than exciting. It was a no hitter. It was a, more of a, a scrimmage or a practice game or whatever you want to call it. It wasn't. It was not an NHL caliber hockey game. A lot of people like the the stands didn't look look that packed and, and the whole bit. Like people were disinterested. The Chicago Blackhawks looked disinterested, and they're they're getting smoked night in night out. And it's it's not a good look for the National Hockey League to to be having teams to go in and expecting 
asking people to pay for these tickets full full tick man it's not like because the hawks are coming to town you're, you're getting 50 percent off tickets that's not the way the nhl works they're, they're they, they need the, the gate revenue now even more so that 12 of their their teams because this is this is gonna be a spicy meatball to see how this all works out uh this is kind of gonna go off a tangent here but with bally sports and that that, that network i can't remember what it's called but the, the bally sports network they're going under they're, they're going bankrupt and they have the, the tv rights for i think 12 of the 30 was it 32 nhl teams now so they have the tv rights. so what's going to happen to the cap because tv rights brings in revenue for the league which which ends, ends up going to the teams for, for 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 salaries and salary cap and everything else so what's going to happen here when you you don't have a network for half of these teams they'll find one eventually but hockey's not a big thing down in the states we, we've talked about this uh, ad nauseum all, all the time it just hasn't really picked up and never has and i don't know if it ever will pick up uh, across there like people are hoping it will it's 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 the it's third or fourth in the in the pantheon of, of uh, professional sports down there like you got the x NFL starting this weekend. People are already talking about watching that. Football is, is such a big thing, and I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why, but it is. Like, hockey's a great game. I love it. It's like I said, that game with Colorado the other night against uh, Tampa Bay was fantastic. They played the game the right way, and 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 on and on and on. That yeah, there's, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what Lee can do, but they, they need to find a way not to. I, I, you can't stop a team from rebuilding. When it's bad, it's bad, and you got to break it down to nothing. I get that to try to get back up and draft picks. Who knows what can we've we've voiced our opinion on draft picks a, a number of times. It's just a body, but you just wonder how they can do things. Um, and the NHL, other problem that the hockey world's got, it's it's bring, keeping these old guys around. I don't know if anybody read it, but uh, yesterday it came across the, the the board there that Mark Crawford, coaching, longtime coach in Vancouver and Chicago, and every, he was in Dallas. He's been everywhere throughout the, the hockey world. He got uh, himself in trouble in the Swiss, uh, Swiss Elite League. Uh, Zurich Burn, I think he coaches in, uh, using a homophobic slur, yelling at referees, freaking out. So he's suspended. This isn't the first time that Crawford's gotten in trouble. Uh, it was it was a bit, first time it was about uh, coaching uh, and the how he was talking towards players and doing things and the abuse and the, and, and all the whole bit, not, like it was just verbal abuse. It wasn't a, a physical abuse or sexual abuse. It was verbal abuse. Now he's doing it to referees still at the age of 65 or whatever it is. Call it yelling. We all know what, what he probably said. Now, there's only X amount of homophobic slurs out there. So you know what was happening. Happening. Why Why hockey continues to go to these guys on a on a yearly basis. This isn't the first time he's been in trouble, like I said. So if, if it looks like a duck and walks like a duck, it's probably a duck. He ain't going to change his, uh, his colors at the age of 60, whatever he is. So why do they keep going back these guys there's lots of hockey coaches out there give some other guys a chance just because this guy was was good a good hockey coach in 90 what was it 94 and then back in whatever year that he uh almost won a stanley cup that was in 94 i think crawford was the coach no, that doesn't much matter. But he was the, the Olympic coach for Team Canada in 98 and on and on. And that's a long time ago. So he's not going to change change his spots and the way things go. Um, another thing that I have, like speaking of Vancouver, you wonder how they uh, how they like that coaching change with with uh, Rick talking at the helm now three, five and one since they, since he took over for Bruce, Bruce Boudreau, they almost look like they're a worse hockey team right now than when Boudreau, Boudreau was around. The team looks uninspired, just doesn't want to be there. And you got a hard nosed, hard ass guy like uh, 
like uh, Rick Tockett behind the bench, and he's he's not going to like that. Those, those these kids nowadays they don't understand old time hockey, and you seen them skating the other day and bag skating and do the crab walk the whole bit. Uh, they they showed it on TV that there he's being a little bit harder on these guys than say Brucey Boudreau would have been. And these kids don't like that anymore, man. You can't tell them what to do because they, they'll tune you out. And the thing about Vancouver is they set out this season to try to be good and to have a team that is that bad. That's something. That's something about the culture. It's not just about um, winning and losing there's something not right there to be that bad on a nightly basis where things just ain't going good over and over and over again and to have that that record and you wonder why rick Tockett would have taken that job yes you want to be nash hockey coach but he's been one before and he had a pretty good job um on TNT with uh, on hockey, probably making a pretty good chunk of change. But now you're, you're making a little bit more money. I don't know how much more money he needs, but you're making a little more money, but for the headaches to get, and then just to get fired against, it's going to happen. That's what happens in Vancouver all the time. So you wonder why he would have taken a job like that, knowing that you, you're not going to be successful. Vancouver is not going to be successful. They never have. I mean, they had a few good years here and there over their time, but you wonder why he would take that job and, and knowing that, it's going to be a wreck. Maybe it's 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 an ego thing. Maybe he's he uh, has that kind of an ego and, and a, a compete thing. He's a he's a high, highly competitive guy when he played. But you wonder if it's maybe he he took that job for the simple fact that he thought he could turn it around and he was the guy to do it. And uh, maybe he would could boost his ego a little bit because uh, that's it's just not not a good a good look on him. And speaking of not a good looks, uh, the Calgary Flames are in big trouble. Sutter just isn't making any more friends. Uh, Jonathan Huberdeau. Agent Huberto's having a horseshit year, um, but Jonathan Huberto's agent—he uh, came out and was a little bit vocal last night uh, about uh, the negativity in, in the dressing room and the like, and how he, you can't expect players to play around that kind of negativity because it's just a bad luck. Uh, I don't think Huberto's agent should be speaking for Mister Huberto. Um, yes, you're probably having a rough night, but it goes back to what I said about Rick Tockett. And uh, and he's being a hard ass. Well, there ain't no more hard asses uh, than 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 uh, Mr. Daryl Sutter. And so these, these maybe it's time for these these new coaches or these old coaches, and these, these old school hockey guys to take a step back and say let's let, let's get out of the game because these these players don't respond the way that they used to. Most of these kids, I don't think they care if they win or lose. They they, they like paychecks, right? And they have a, a system with the way they do things and everything else. So it's it's interesting to see that that uh, that, that relationship has soured already. And you're not they're not even kicked into Huberto's uh, ten point. Eight million dollar contract or ten point five, whatever he got when he when he got traded to Calgary. Because once that kicks in, he's going to have even higher expectations. And the ten goals he has right now ain't quite doing her. Anyways, there's my rant for the day, and it's uh, it's always fun talking to you guys first thing in the morning. Um, yeah, make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're getting going to a game this weekend, uh, use SeatGeek. Uh, what is it? One four two zero pod and save yourself 20 bucks on your tickets. And yeah, ha have a great weekend folks. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get one out tomorrow. We got a big baseball thing, but we'll, I'll try to get one out before the morning starts. we got a show coming out later on today with uh, that. We did with Jim, uh, Jimmy Valentine, our, uh, our sound guy last night was a lot of fun get, catching up with him. So yeah. So yeah, there's 1420 in the morning for you. Make sure you listen to all our shows throughout the week that we have going on. We're pushing the 6,000 download mark for, uh, for the year already. So that's a, a big accomplishment for our little show. And uh, keep going out there and supporting all our sponsors because that keeps us going as well. Anyways, 1420 in the morning. Remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you again on Monday morning.